Yo, welcome to another episode and the return of the prodigal. <laughs> Yo, welcome to another episode of So You Wanna Be an Artist. First and foremost, I have to apologize for how slack I've been. Um, my uploads haven't been frequent. I didn't want to hold the mic, but I feel like I got to get closer. I want to, I want to be honest. Um, yeah, I feel like I, I've been slacking a little bit, which is true. But also at the same time, I have other obligations. I have other things that I need to do. Uh, and I've been in LA, and I'm back now. So my focus is very heavy on the podcast, and I had a few exciting meetings few exciting propositions and ideas of partnership and everything is going to be taken up a level which is exciting to say um don't talk too much when it happens it happens and people will get to see the fruits of the labor and also the fruits of the belief that everybody has shown me since i started this journey since we started this journey, I guess it's all of us now. Um, it's going to be something that manifests physically that we can all be like, all right, cool, we were all a part of building this. And, and, and it exists now outside of the virtual space. And that's, how, that's very much where my mind is at right now. Creating things that, that exist outside of the virtual space. Creating experiences that people can see, smell, hear, feel and just and and live and remember um but yeah in this episode is i'm i'm kind of going to be touching on the same sentiments from the first ever episode of so you want to be an artist the introduction episode where i really make you feel like you can do this thing and make you realize that you can do this thing um but first of all i kind of have to talk about la the reason why i haven't been doing a podcast since i've been back is because i've had to spend some time for myself outside of um the public or whatever not the public but like outside of everything just i've had to do some reflection inside of myself like i've had to process the things that happened to me in la the things that i thought and the things that i felt and be like all right cool so what am i going to keep moving forward and what am i going to discard moving forward what don't i need anymore and what did i really take from that that's gonna help me be better um and the main thing man the main thing for me was like was love for so long i'd been in this mindset of like man nah i've got me that's all i need like fuck love fuck anybody else i'm not relying on anybody else i don't want to invest in anybody else because at the end of the day all i can rely on is myself and the only person i can trust is myself and the only person who's going to do shit for me is myself and that's a great mentality to have like if you have that mentality you can't lose like you can't lose but you might not win as much if you get what i'm saying you might lose but you really might not win as much as you could have partnership is essential collaboration is essential because you're just experiencing life through one way you're experiencing life one way and when someone else of value brings another perspective to the table that shit is magical whether that's creatively or just socially spiritually romantically like when i say love i don't just mean 
romantically like i don't just mean i'll oh, fall in love with someone i mean like let love be the guide of everything that you do if love is at the heart of everything that you do whatever comes from that is going to be incredible you're going to be consumed by so much emotion and feeling and and joy and appreciation and gratitude that it's just going to feel like nothing bad has ever happened to in your life like when you when love guides you it's just the ultimate product you don't need to be sold a product that is made from love because it's it's already there like it's already sold to you you think of any artist or or any musician any painter any actor like their best things have come when love has guided them like my favorite one of my favorite pieces of music ever maggot brain by funkadelic it's a it's a 12 minute guitar solo by eddie hazel r.i.p the great the great guitarist um he has a song on there maggot brain I'm, i think i've put it in an intro before but he was on acid when he did it and george clinton leader of um, funkadelic in the parliament he told a 23 year old eddie hazel he said your mum has just died in a car crash and what the hell was that? And rather than letting Eddie freak out and like run away or leave or whatever, he puts a guitar in his hands and he says, play what you feel. And what comes from that is six minutes of just the most unfiltered, most raw, authentic and honest piece of music that that you'll ever hear. Like as soon as you hear it, as soon as you have the context behind it, it's like it just punches you in the face. And then halfway through, George Clinton tells him, actually, it was not true. Your mum's completely fine. And then what you hear after that is a guitar solo based on, like, relief. But it all stems from the love that he had for his mother. Like, how much love he felt for his mum has been immortalised in that song because he thought he had lost her and he made this song to commemorate that in the moment, like, in the complete moment of feeling like he found out that she was dead. And then, so th that love for his mum guided him to make one of the greatest songs ever, ever. That complete, he was consumed by love. He was, he was gripped by it. He was completely at the mercy of love. And all he could do was channel it through what he knew best, which was, which was art. And we have this incredible piece of music to thank for it. If you've never heard that, definitely go check it. But when love guides your creation or when love guides anything you do is wholehearted it's honest and it's raw and it's vulnerable and it's the best shit ever it's the best shit ever and for so long and even my boy now like my, my one of my best friends is like oh that's cool man but what's the point of love if it only lasts two years like bro is that not the greatest thing ever to know that something is going to only last two years and you just enjoy the most out of it even though you know that the end is coming it's like life what's the point of being alive if you know you're just gonna die in 70 years or whatever like just because something is gonna end doesn't mean that you shouldn't experience it that's like not dancing to a song because you know it's gonna end in three and a half minutes while the music plays we dance that's it the music plays we dance while we live we love and when we love we create and when we create with love, we make the sickest shit ever. Trust me. Trust me. Uh, so, yeah, love. <laughs>
went on one then, fully on one. But nah, I'm a reformed man. I don't even wear all black anymore. <laughs> I'm wearing blue jeans, white t-shirts, white Air, Air Max. I'm just out here in my pastel colours. <laughs> I've taken all the black out of my wardrobe. I am living a colourful and lovely, abundant life now. <laughs> nah, it feels good to say still. It feels good to stay. Like, it's just dumb. To be numb and all of that stuff is not, like... Unless you're genuinely numb and you genuinely don't feel nothing. Like, you need to understand that that shit is not cool. That shit is not cool to not feel. You're here to feel. That's your one and only job, man, is to feel. To feel and be consumed by feelings and emotion. And then to act on them. Intuition. Everything that happens inside you is right. So to not have anything happening inside of you, and if you're forcing that to happen because you're too scared to actually go out there and put yourself out there, that's not cool, man. For so long, I did that too. For so long, I was numb. For so long, I didn't want to feel like anything. I just wanted to live in this tiny little bubble of just black and white. But fam, outside of that is a whole spectrum of colours don't deny yourself of that. Anyway, back to art, back to creation, all of that good shit. I got a piano. It's Nang. It's still out of tune. <laughs> but um, I'm making as many songs out of tune, but like still in tune, if you know what I'm saying. Like a little bit of character before I tune it and then get everything going. But anyway, if you listen to this podcast, or if this is the first time you're listening to this, or or if you have been an avid listener from the start, or if you've been sucked into the, the typhoon along the way because there's something that you identify with, then I, I have to assume that it's because you have some vulnerabilities um, when it comes to creating art. When I say that, I hope none of you wince and be like, nah, that's not me, I'm not vulnerable about my art understand that all of the best artists had vulnerabilities about their art they always wanted to get better no one thought that they was the greatest prince always wanted to get better this is why he kept incredible musicians around him female musicians with great energy around him all the time because he wanted to get better as well he wanted to understand he wanted to understand better he wanted to 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 be able to see through this other perspective he always wanted to get better one of my closest friends, Jameson, I'm sure he wouldn't mind me saying this, but you probably could pick this up from, from the interview that we did. Massively vulnerable when it comes to his music. Spent the first two, three albums worrying about whether he was a good singer or not. So the greatest out there all have vulnerabilities when it comes to their music, but that is also what drives them to be better, which also takes them past the threshold of being great. They don't even realise because they're still chasing. It's, it's like they'll never actually be enough. So if, if you're listening to this, I have to assume that you have those vulnerabilities, which is amazing. I implore you, I congratulate you. You're a very uh, part of a very small minority that understands that they have vulnerabilities and they're embracing them and, and they're improving themselves because of that uh, i want to talk about where those vulnerabilities probably come from and 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 one thing that if i'm going to talk about myself when it comes to creativity and art is that no one in my family is creative no one in my family has ever been creative um very much just a standard family who 
either they just work their whole lives and then they retire and they have kids and they just keep it going, you know, just like a loving family who who just, you know, don't feel that need to express themselves. And part of the vulnerability that or the insecurity maybe that I faced was that there's no one in my family or there's no one that I even know that I can like look to and be like, all right, cool, you came from the same place as me and you managed to live your whole life expressing yourself or creating. And that makes me insecure because I'm like, fuck, that means I've got to be the first or that means I can't do it because it can't be done because no one has done it before. And I feel like that is a, a huge obstacle that people can't get over because they have no point of reference. They have no one to look to to be like, all right, okay, it's possible. And you have to see something to believe it more time. You're not just going to run around and, and be gullible and think, oh, you know, no one else has done it, which means that I'm amazing and I can do it. But do you want to continue your family name or do you want to continue your bloodline of children that grow up and are too scared to be creative because they had nobody else before them that showed them that it was possible? Do you want some you, yourself to have children and be too scared to express themselves or to create because you were also too scared? It's a, a river, a stream that flows for very, very long. And unless you be the stone that stops that stream from flowing, it's never going to happen. Because if it doesn't happen with you, it's not going to happen with anybody else. You have to be the thing that stops the stream from, from, from flowing and be, you know what, this stops with me. This fear to create stops with me. This fear of not being good enough, this fear of not being capable stops with me. And I'm going to show everybody in my immediate circle, in my, in my friendship circle, in my family, in my bloodline, in my heritage, in my family tree, that this acceptance of adequacy stops with me. That's a big responsibility and that's something that I understand. But at the same time, you have to assume that nobody else is going to do it because nobody else has done it. So if you're having these thoughts, you really owe it to everyone who's come before you and everyone who will come after you to be that thing that stops the downward stream and says, no, no more. We're going to start something new where we can create, where we're good enough and where we're able and where we're willing. So that's the first point though. <laughs> that, 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 that I wanted to get out there second one fabulous man Carl Jung if you've never heard of him do research if you never heard if you, if you like what I say it's basically just stuff that I know that I've heard from other people if you know what I mean and I've applied it and then it's evolved into my own personal lessons that I can then teach wholeheartedly instead of just rehashing information that I don't actually know about so a man called Carl Jung one of the greatest philosophers human beings ever revolutionary thinker um watched a piece on him the other day and the importance or no the difference between belief and knowing 
uh, something that if you follow me on Twitter, I was tweeting about the other day. I've gone through so long believing that there are certain things that I can do and then setting out to prove that belief right. But I felt like that was the wrong way to go about it because I should have known from the start that I am capable. I no longer believe in things. I know things. And I'm willing to put that on my back and run with it until my legs fail me. I don't believe that there are powers at force that aspire to make everything that you work hard for come true. I know that that exists because I've experienced it. I don't believe that love conquers all. I know love conquers all because for me it already has. I don't believe that you're capable. I know that you're capable because you're still here. You're listening to this and, and, and you want the best and you want to make a change and you want to feel like you are worth something and you want to feel like your opinion is valid. But you know your opinion is valid because otherwise you wouldn't be here and you wouldn't be thinking about creation. You wouldn't be thinking about art and you wouldn't be thinking about how to immortalize your opinion. You wouldn't be thinking about legacy. You wouldn't be thinking about all of these things if you didn't know for sure that what you were going to say is worth it. So, lose the belief in yourself. Start to know yourself. Know what you're capable of. Don't believe in what you're capable of. Believe is the same as try. It has a margin of error. It has intent to fail. It's a plan B. It's a, you know, I did believe in it. No, knowing it, know it, know it inside and out that you are capable. Because once you know, nothing can change that. So get to doing it. You've got to just get to doing it. Nike, just do it. <laughs> what else? 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 Um, I know what else. Um, just... Going back to the past, you are not a result of everything that has happened to you in the past. You are a reaction to the things you've been through. A result determines an end product. A result determines that it's no longer malleable. That's it. It's finite. It's finished. It's done. But that's not true because whatever has happened to you in the past that made you feel like you couldn't create or made you feel like your creations weren't good enough, that doesn't define you. Wherever that comes from, wherever that comes from, being told that your paintings were shit when you were younger or that there's no music, musical people in your family or no one or someone else has tried and been a failed failed actor or some shit, or... These things that have happened to you in the past, people trying to limit you or put you in a box, or just experiences that have made you feel not whole and not good enough and not capable, these things don't define you. These things you are not a result of, you are a reaction to. And reactions are malleable. They change. 
They change instantly. They're never the same. So I wouldn't ever let anything that's ever happened to you in your past hold you back. Refuse to be a result of your past. Be a reaction of your past. You have two decisions to make when it comes to your past, when it comes to your childhood, when it comes to your family. Are you going to stick to what's expected and let the cycle continue and hope that somebody else breaks it? Or are you going to do the complete opposite? Are you going to be something completely different? They showed you, your pastor showed you one way to live. Now you can either perpetuate that or you can change it completely. You can be the same or you can be opposite. I think this is, to, to be completely honest with you, this is the main reason why I've never touched a drop of alcohol in my life because I spent my whole childhood around parents and carers that were drunk, like incapacitated drunk, real issue drunk. So I made a decision of whether, all right, cool, I can do that because obviously that's acceptable or I can let truth guide me and realise, hang on a minute, no, that's not the way I want to live. I want to see what happens when we go the other way. I refuse to be a result of my past, instead I became a reaction. That's just an example from my experience. Whatever you think of when you think back to your past or your childhood, as maybe a reason for something that you don't do or you're too scared to do. You hear that plane? Jeez, I wish I was on it. <laughs> yeah, that, that plane, just my thoughts flew away with that plane. Refuse to be a result, instead be a reaction. Be malleable, be like water. Be willing to change and be willing to make a change. Those are just things that it's like, I just... I could have come on here and just spoke about love for, for 10 minutes and just been like, you know what, that's me, I'm happy. I'm happy that I got to, to, to talk about that. I just, I'm happy with a short episode this week because next week we're getting back into it. We're getting back into the swing of things. Things are really starting to hot up. It's about to be... Nah, yeah, um, chatting now. crazy i'm just sat here thinking about all the things that we can do when we know that is possible look at elon musk man that guy that guy has no belief at all this guy is just a walking ball of certainty he knows that he can build this fucking railway service that's going to get you from la to vegas in like 20 minutes <laughs> There's no belief there for him. He knows that that is possible. I know it's possible that you can go out after this episode and make something that you are so fucking proud of. I know that is possible because I know it's in each and every one of us. I know that it's hard to know. and I know it's easier to believe. <laughs> for real, fully, I do. I don't even... Yeah. But anyway, that's just all a bit mad. Like I feel I've, maybe I didn't take enough time to reflect because I'm saying these things and it's, it's, it's resonating with me. 
and I'm kind of just like overwhelmed by the possibilities. I want you to be overwhelmed as well and I hope you feel it. I hope you feel it. I really do. I really do hope you feel it. Uh, a couple of other things like if you're listening to this and you have any fucking worries, you have any fears, you have any things that you want to talk about, I'm here in it. Twitter at Kane Chatty. My DMs are open. Just slide straight in and be like, yo, boom, bang, bang. This is how I'm feeling. This is what I'm scared of. And I will reply to that shit. I sent a tweet out and my DMs were crazy for a couple of days. But that shit was fun. Like that shit was great. I'm so happy that there's so many people who want to fucking achieve something great, who want to know themselves, who want to make something great. So just ride up, hit me in the DMs, and I will give advice to the best of my ability i've made 20 oh fucking hell is my birthday a couple of days ago so now i've made 24 years worth of mistakes a lot of fucking mistakes to get to the place where i'm at and hopefully i did all of those so you didn't have to do them so hit me up probe my mind i've got 24 years worth of mistakes that i can possibly save you from so you can take the right crossroad or whatever or i can damage limitation boom bang all of that stuff all that great stuff um yeah happy birthday to me another year the circle starts again um, that's it that's it i'm done hit me in the dm if you um haven't ever heard before any of these episodes go back and listen to the whole thing Go back and listen to everyone. I was listening to a couple episodes the other day and I was like, fucking hell, there really are gems in here. This, this shit is so good. I'm so happy with the people that have been on this podcast and just giving me so such good energy and, and just whew, feeling good. Feeling, feeling, feeling good. All right. Safe you lot.